Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we are joined by homeschooling veteran, speaker, and leader Jan Smith. She shares her wisdom and encouragement to take the leap of faith from the workspace and stay home with your kids to homeschool and be a mom. If you're already able to stay home, then this episode will still be encouraging since she shares how important it is what you do every day. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. We work with them because we believe their curriculum is one of the best and helps more homeschoolers smile. So go support them and check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. If you need more regular homeschooling encouragement, which every mom does, then go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna kind of keep my chit chat comments to a minimum because we have a great guest uh, this evening. Um, and things are calming down around our house. After having two grandbabies last week um, and sickness and just a lot of busyness, um, it is feels like a it's gonna be a smooth sailing week. I don't wanna say the the fall word yet, uh, but it felt a little fallish today to me. Even here. Uh, uh, even there, that means it was only 108 down where uh our <laughs> roger and jen are um but we have the special privilege of having not only a friend of ours um but a friend of homeschoolers a friend of the family a friend of and an advocate for mothers and that's jan smith so jan thanks for joining us tonight my pleasure and honor and i told jan just a little bit ago that uh now when she speaks over the internet you might detect a southern accent maybe just a little bit but in fact that's what makes our interview so good uh today because uh well even before i introduce that uh jan why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family roger and i married in college and um the last year of our college and we went to medical school and residency together and started our family during those years. So we were on a very, very tight budget. I worked for several years and then stayed home. And during those medical school years, we met a family from Oregon that moved to Louisiana. And it's the first time I ever heard of homeschooling. And so we both thought that sounded like amazing, especially if ours could turn out nearly as good as these four children were amazing. And so um, the product is always what sells the process. Mm. And um, we had a great time homeschooling four children and they are all grown now. Roger is a physician here, still um, practicing in uh, a small town rural medical practice. And um, I have helped raise horses and take care of laundromats and lots of rental properties and other things over the time. But my heart is to help young moms. And it's, our desire is to impact families and that they will have half as much fun raising their kids as we did. And uh, impact families they have, including ours. And really, uh, she didn't mention it, but they're both uh, leaders on the uh, national homeschool scene uh and uh, they are part of probably all the states that you're from uh they have had some involvement in that and and they're great speakers and great people and really shepherds of families and uh but here's what we're going to talk about this time because uh 
This is kind of based on a conversation that that uh, I had with Jan, and maybe Roger was there. Roger was probably eating some salted peanuts in the background. I don't remember, uh, but uh, but we were talking just about families, and Jan had mentioned that she just had spoken, and she said she was talking to the moms, and she just felt really, and I don't even know if you remember telling me this, Jan, but she felt this burden to maybe at that point during that talk to encourage those moms who are feeling that pull that maybe they could step out of the workplace and to be a, I don't want to, I hesitate to say full-time mom because every mom's a full-time mom, uh, but to devote themselves to a homemaker, mothering, wifing, and leave their job behind. And you know, the way she said it, um, I had thought those things, and I, I know other people have thought those things, but she actually said it out loud. And the way she said it, maybe it was her Southern accent, or maybe it was just the spirit moving through her. I was just like, yeah, that's what I think we need a voice who says that. So we're going to talk, um, just a, a great conversation here, about the possibility of you, mom, as you listen, maybe you have a job outside the home. Maybe God's pulling you from that to take a step of faith to come home all the time. And uh, Jan, maybe I'll just start by asking, you know, how did you first come to see the need to have this discussion of moms stepping out of the workplace? And maybe even before you answer that, I should say, and I, I told Jan, you know, we're not trying to guilt any moms here because I get it. You know, there are moms who are working. And, you know, that they're barely surviving. That's not what we're trying. But if you feel that little whisper in you that says, oh, this is my heart's desire. This is what I would like. Um, I hope this show is encouraging to you. So, Jan, why don't you just tell I, us I how this to began? Be, I want to be sure to say up front that I am for grace for all moms, you know, and whether you're that mom who has chosen to stay at home and you are barely making ends meet, you know, and it's a real struggle. Or if you're that mom that knows that there is no way that your family will survive without your income. I know that both of those things exist, but I, I just want to say that it is a possibility for many, many women and that we want to encourage you to by faith, be willing to, trust God to make up the difference and to hopefully tonight share some examples that will encourage you and to be a voice that is um, different than what you commonly hear in our culture today. So I first became aware of the need for that, Todd, when Katrina happened here in Louisiana, Hurricane Katrina, mm -hmm. and it came with a vengeance and um <clears throat> I ended up with seven or eight girls from Tulane University here. My son was had just he was in college, and his best homeschool buddy would, had gone to Tulane, and brought home a bunch of girls, and we kept the girls. They were there, and you couldn't get out of New Orleans, and they just thought it was going to be you know possibly a day or so that they were gone. Turned out to be a lot longer, but I had those gals sitting around my table, and I asked them. What were their dreams? What were their hopes for when they graduated? What did they want to do? They were from all over the country. And um, they went around the table talking about that. And not one of them mentioned being a wife and a mother. 
Mm. And these were committed Christian girls. And so I told them my story and how I had won a lot of awards in college, you know, outstanding, a lot of things. <laughs> and I could have done, gone that route. And then I married somebody who went to medical school. And when I chose, but what I really wanted to do was to be a wife and a mother. Mm. And, but that was kind of almost a little embarrassing. Well, that was several generations ago that I was in college and the whole waste your education. What about God's calling? You know, what about your dreams? And I told those girls the story of how happy I had been, that it had not been easy, but that I did not regret by that time. Mine were, you know, like I say, my oldest was in college and I had several others that I was pretty happy with how they were turning out after the years of concern <laughs> that they were old enough then for me to go, okay, I haven't completely ruined them. And, and that I was pleased with my choice. And they told me that I was the first person, first woman that they could respect that had ever told them that that was a legitimate choice wow. for them. Do you feel and like you think oh, like a ton of bricks? Like that's, that's a crying shame. Yeah. And, and you know, and do you think that that pressure has even increased um, now? Because now, you know, you hear the message. That, that was in 2005. It is 2005. Definitely... Wow. And cause now like the message feels like, you know, to be the best you can be means to leave your family behind, really, and to to be something. And and my uh, son's uh, family-in-laws, we were at a they had a, a mini princess thing in in the, our county fair, and all the girls came up and they all said what they they asked them, what would you like to when you grow up? And they all said, I want to be a biomedical engineer. And these girls were like seven, you know, I want to be a doctor. What do you want to be? I want to be a dentist. And there was only one person um, uh, that was my daughter-in-law's sister who said, I just want to be a wife and a mom. And it was almost like an audible gasp in the crowd i thought the lady was going to say no seriously well but what do you really want to be really what the message is that young girls from you know little bitty up in books or in any other way is well yeah you want to be that but what do you really want to be you know like that's mm. not sufficient to be your calling that is not enough you want to be that but what is it that's of significance that you want to do? Yeah. And yeah. and that's a that's just that's that's a false premise yeah. Yeah. to have fulfillment. Anytime I hear or the word I often hear people say even if they don't mean it this way but they'll even say it about my wife or other people and again they're not trying to be insulting but they'll just say oh she just a stay at home you know and I hate that word it's like just a stay at home mom or just you know, whatever that may be. But I just think that's so sad because it isn't a just mm. thing. It is the best thing there can be, you know, I would say. Uh, but it is just a sad thing that our whole culture, I think, in general, um, 
the view of what success is has really changed a lot. And I think a lot of that is tied to, you know, people think you have to do all of these things. But what do you say to the mom who's like, well, I just went to all this school or, you know, I have all this education that I maybe have student loans that I'm still paying off or whatnot. Uh, you know, my parents and everyone around me said I had so much potential. I mean, you know, what about the mom who's maybe in that position right now? And so feels like, well, she can't waste that by just just, you know, being at home and homeschooling my kids and uh, being a wife. I would say that in laying down your life is when you find your mm. life. And that's not just, it's just not a, a verse in the Bible. It's real. And I was, I had that same fear because of having won those awards, been who's who in college and that sort of thing. And had a husband that was pursuing, you know, a medical degree when I when we talked about having a family even I back then felt like that he was going to outgrow me or that there was going to be you know um he was going to find somebody who was really doing something even even then 40 years ago that I had those same fears and um I have a friend named Zan Tyler, and when she was in college and was a strong believer, her fear was that um, one, you know, she was, we were raised with that same mindset that you needed to do something besides be a wife and a mother, and she wanted to be a lawyer. And it was um, when she fell in love and her the love of her life proposed to her, she was very upset because it went against what she had perceived as her life path. Mm. And she read a book, as did I, and many, many others that were impacted by the book called Let Me Be a Woman by Elizabeth Elliot. And um, it really is what gave me the courage. I remember shaking my fist at the, at the, the ceiling and saying, let me not be a man. Let me be what I was made to be. Let me be a woman. And that meant the ability to have a child to me and and to be able to take care of that child. Now that was hard. It wasn't easy. It was a big shock and a transition. But my last job professionally was being a teacher. And I firmly came away with the, the feeling that we needed not just better teachers, but better mothers. Hmm. and that my children deserved to have the best mother that they could have. And that meant my full attention. Now that was a big shock and a real transition. And if a woman does choose to, to let go professionally, it, it's a hard transition. Being home with little children, it's just tough. And there's very little reward. There's, um, there's, there's not a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long-term investment. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and Zan experienced the same thing. She read the same book, had the same response that she decided that she would lay down her life and her goals and her future. And she got married and had two little boys back to back. And, you know, she felt like that she had laid aside her dream of being a lawyer. And yet what did God do? in his sovereign plan in her life, he used her to help legalize homeschooling in South Carolina and to write that legislation 
And she's had lawyers tell her that she has done far more law work than they have ever done in terms of real life practicality. They helped, she helped establish the, one of the most successful state homeschool organizations in the country. And it is, um, it is my testimony, hers, and many, many others that God knows your calling and your gifting as a woman. And, and when you lay that down to raise your children in that season of life, that he fully intends to, to bless you and to give you the opportunity to be the woman that he's called you to be. And that includes some of those professional type skills. Roger and I ended up running speech and debate tournaments around the country and using any of my organization or um, persuasive skills. And you know what you want in your job is to make an impact. And we had that opportunity and I could tell story after story about it, but it's in laying down your life that you find it. What do you say to that, that mom who is listening right now and she's like, you know, and maybe they're not, maybe they're not uh, where she has to do it or they're gonna die. Um, But maybe she's just like, yeah, but you know, we have these two cars or three cars and we were just talking about putting in a swimming pool and if I could just work and, you know, cover for the, this trip and, you know, man, if I, if I, what, if I do what you're saying and what I feel in my heart, I'd like to do, you know, are we, are we going to die, you know, or not get some of those things? What do you say to that mom? I say that, yes, there is a sacrifice involved, especially often initially, but I, I, I believe in the step into the water principle. And that is that when often God will ask you to step out by faith and maybe sell one of the cars or and, and buy a, a used car for your husband to drive. You know, maybe you don't both need brand new vehicles or you don't have to have that swimming pool right now or some of those other things. I'm not saying that there won't be any financial sacrifices, but I am going to say with complete confidence that if that's what God is wanting you to do, and certainly it's what your children need you to do, even if they can't express that, they would rather have you than a swimming pool. And that um, I have seen so many women that when they have by faith said, I'm going to go home, I'm going to stay home, I'm going to, whether you homeschool or not, especially during the child, during when those children are really small, that I have seen time after time where God would bless the husband's income Mm. in some way, usually after she stopped her job, then he will get a raise or a new job. It happened recently with one of my friends here in town, a young woman whose father is on the school board. Her aunts are both teachers, uh, really actually they're principals in the local school system. And so their family really values that. And she decided to stay at home when she got pregnant with her second child. She said, you know what? I want to raise these children. And when she and she said, I'm not sure how we're going to make it, but I believe God's going to provide. And when she chose to stay at home, her husband got offered a position doing basically the same thing he was doing, but with a lot more money. And it incorporated all the money that she would have been bringing home into his salary. Mm. 
And um, I've just seen it happen time after time. And I believe that God is a God that you can trust to meet the financial needs that your family has. Well, real quick here, before we continue on with this uh, this line of t- uh, topic, I think it's so good. Uh, we we do want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Um, we've we've used their curriculum for over a decade now uh, because we have seen that it's worked in our family and has worked in hundreds and thousands of other families. Uh, so you can check out a free trial over at their website. It's super fun. It's engaging. You can do it from basically any computer or even tablet or smartphone smartphone um, and they have family plans but go check them out teachingtextbooks.com we really appreciate their support and we also want to thank uh, homeschooling today magazine and i know it's it's still early in the year so maybe you're feeling encouraged um but maybe in a week maybe two um you're not going to feel encouraged you're going to think i should have put the kids on a bus or i should this is too hard you know let me encourage you that uh, Homeschooling Today magazine, their next fall edition uh, comes out in 18 days, 15 hours, and about 13 minutes, I think. Uh, They've got a countdown clock on their website. Um, You should take advantage of that. You should subscribe today so that in those 18 days, um, 20 days, you'll get this beautiful magazine that just filled with encouragement. And you're going to need it, and you'll be glad you did. You can do that at homeschoolingtoday.com. What do you think, Janet, if, if, cause obviously I don't know if in every scenario you've seen this, but you know, are the husbands, do you think usually they're on board? Have you, what about a, a wife who maybe the husband does feel that kind of pressure of like, well, you need to be contributing to the family. You know, you need to be, uh, you know, what about what, you know, the gifts you've been given, whatever it may be. Um, do you think there's a way that you would advice you would give to that mom who does have that heart, that desire, um, but maybe the husband's not quite on board yet. <laughs> what would you say to that? Mom? And that's a good question. Cause I hear, I hear ladies say that, you know, my husband says, you know, I'm a nurse, so I can make more than he can or, and he's putting this pressure on me to do that. A couple of things. One, it, today, not only do we have more pressure to work, but we have more flexibility for work for us as women. And if she's a nurse, say, then maybe she can still work um, or a pharmacist. I have a friend who's a pharmacist and she works on, on Friday and Saturday and her husband covers for that. Another friend that's a veterinarian and her husband's a pastor And so they really did need some additional income. And so on Friday, his day off, she would always do surgery for these two vets that she that had gotten older and she would go in and do all their surgical cases. So there are ways to creatively still be able to be at home and contribute. But then there are other times when if you really, you know, you don't realize how much it costs for you to work one with the children to have care if your husband couldn't do it and two you end up eating out more often you have more of a clothing budget that has to be spent there are a lot of hidden costs of working so sometimes that you can prove to your husband that there's not a big financial difference but you know unless you do make a whole lot of money then um you can often be at home for not with, you know, and have the mm. savings equal what you would have been bringing home. 
just because of the lifestyle change that occurs. Actually, this is a book that I recommend, and it says you can stay home with your kids, and it's got lots of tips of how to make that happen because sometimes we have spending habits in ways that we don't realize where we're bleeding money unnecessarily. So um, anyway, it's and far even sometimes then. You know, and even sometimes then I know moms will say, well, I, you know, I, I, I like to whatever dabble just to keep my mind sharp or whatever. But I know that even for dad, sometimes if you're too focused on one thing, it pulls your focus away from something else. Um, and you can kind of feel divided in your heart or, you know, even a regular mom is like, I've got all this stuff to do. I, I can't really think about homeschooling right now. Um, and sometimes a job even amplifies that. It does. It can be a real distraction. And I've known some women who've tried that. Um, actually, here's another book that I, I enjoyed reading called Mama Needs a Raise. Mm. And it's by Sarah Parshall Perry. She is not a homeschool mom, but she was a lawyer that chose to stay at home when her when she mm. was having when her children were small. And it was a shock to her system. And so even though it's a big change and a big transition, often the the meaning and the purpose that you had in your job later you can find that god has a way of bringing that to fruition but it may not be when your children are little mm. having a pregnancy or nursing and small children it is a high demand on you physically and when you're trying to do extra things sometimes it's just not worth it for the amount that you're actually bringing in the mental cost and the pressure that you feel to be successful in that whatever that little side gig is that you're trying to help bring in money. And so if you can have the support of your husband during that time, especially when your children are little, to take that pressure off and to just do with less for a while, mm -hmm. that you know statistics and all of the psychiatrists, all the studies that are being done right now on trauma are proving more than ever how important those early years are and even though it seems like you're just you know feeding them and wiping their bottom you're really making their world be secure by being available mm -hmm. to meet their needs by being there day in and day out as boring as it may feel to you the value that you are adding to your children's life is critical I think it's the hardest phase of life for a woman is during those childbearing years and when you have little ones. Now, once you're the oldest of your children get older, you can add or fold in children much easier than when you have those first three at home. I just ran into a friend and she had heard me say that time and again. And I ran into her and she's, um, her other children are in school and she had just gone back to work and she's got this baby with her at work. And she said, it's so much easier, Miss Jan, so much easier. And then, then we, cause there's always somebody to help entertain the children, the baby. Mm. But in those early years, especially take the pressure off of yourself and just trust the Lord to provide financially for you through your husband. And I really that time goes by in the snap of a finger. I mean, really, you think you're going to be in this. Well, if I, you know, do this for this next eight years, that's such a long, that's not even a breath 
Um, you go through that and it just feels like that. Well, you know, we're just about out of time, but Jan, do you think there's a way that sometimes even as moms who maybe believe what you say, that we can kind of inadvertently give our daughters a different message? You know, like we kind of, again, we say, oh, that that's good for me. But now, honey, I want you to do all these things. And we put them in a place where now they they, they have to wrestle it. I do think that, that we need to be careful about that because a lot of times our daughters see maybe a very successful homeschool mom that she's doing all of these other things. You know, like by the time mine were in high school, I was running speech and debate tournaments. Zayn had all of these things going. It's different than when you have little children. They don't, they did not know me when I had three mm -hmm. little children and the highlight of my day was going to the park and the, the struggle of that. So sometimes our daughters put that pressure on themselves, even if we don't put it on them. And so yeah. I, there are seasons of life, even if you have the calling and the giftings to do certain things. We see that with Moses, that we know his calling that, and see God's sovereignty in his life. But yet he had 40 years in the desert as a shepherd that God was preparing and equipping him to do what he was called to do with David and in his years of being anointed and knowing that he would one day be the king of Israel. And yet the years that he spent leading his motley crew and, you know, running from Saul and that's what equipped him. Those hard years equipped him to do then the things that God called him to do. And even Paul, you know, it's easy to read those stories of when he was sent out, sent away from Jerusalem in a time of, of being tucked away, even though God had called him to the Gentiles. I feel like that's how we are as women, that those years that you spend with your little ones being tucked away and, and during those hard years of homeschooling, and yet God is growing you and equipping you for the future ministry that he may give you or the future job that he may give you. You are growing and learning in ways that you do not realize while you are in the throes of raising your children. Amen. And God has great things in store, but there are seasons of life. But even if you don't go on to something like that, I mean, you know, I'm called as even now to be a dad. You know, if you have children, you know, one of your callings is being that parent and That's being right. that mom, that is very clearly stated, you know? So I think it is easy to think sometimes too that those other things are the only calling when when you when we all need to remember that this is one of the greatest callings we're given in our lives is if you are gifted to be a parent or blessed to be a parent. And I think that's just so incredibly rewarding, but it's also so hard to remember when you are just wiping kids and, you know, and trying to get them to get dressed and everything else. But it is an incredible thing that God's uh, called us to do. And uh, it, it can be hard to maintain that during the marathon of, you know, rear, rearing children. But it, it's a pretty amazing. Well, thing. we're out of time, Jan. Um, and I know the moms are going to want to maybe uh, hear a little bit more from you. How could what's the best way? to contact you or uh, to hear more from you. Roger Smith MD is our website okay. and .com, rogersmithmd.com. And there's a lot about me on there. Our story is there. Um, you can have us come and speak. 
through that channel, through that means. And I do a lot of Bible teaching, women's retreats. We do marriage conferences and speak on parenting. He has a book out on parenting and um, he has a podcast called Parenting Matters Now. But I, um, I would love to come and speak at a women's retreat. All right. Well, thanks, Jan, for joining us this week. Um, again, just an encouragement to you moms, if you have that desire uh, to be able to stay at home and, you know, it's whether it's fear or any of the reasons that Jan mentioned earlier, uh, we just encourage you to take that leap of faith um, and be able to do that. And if you already are, that's an amazing gift and an amazing thing. And if your husband's the one working, we just uh, maybe just tell him thank you and that you appreciate uh, everything that he does as well. But we hope you're able to do that and just enjoy this amazing time with your kids. And we think that'll help you smile.